We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Maggie and Perloff on this Thursday. Okay. More from Russell Wilson. It's just, okay. He must have shot these commercials that are beyond creepy, and we're going to play another one for you in just a moment, as you just heard in our open. But they must have shot these a long time ago. Well, I'm hoping that they didn't. I'm hoping that he, <laughs> he issued another creepy ad. I hope that he saw all the negative feedback yeah. and he said, you know what? I am doubling down. Because <laughs> if he did that, I can actually respect him for these. Because I'm thinking nobody would have thought that the season would get off to the terrible start that it did. He probably thought these ads was just going to be like, hey, Russell Wilson front runner for MVP. And he's got some cool ads going out. Well, cool is I, they're more like dad jokey. I don't even know if it's dad jokes. At first, I was like, is this a Halloween thing? Anyway, the first one was, it was basically a hostage video where he seemed to be holding someone hostage <laughs> for some sandwiches, um, which was interesting in and of itself. Then we get a new Russell Subway commercial. Even if you're just listening on radio, you can get how weird this is. Here are all the dangerous ways. Danger witch. I call this one the fork and knife. The blind one. Big bite. The drop it low. The left-handed. Upside down. Here comes the airplane. What? And the most dangerous of all. The rapper. What was that? Yeah, what yeah. is this? No, nah, he's back. That one was funny. That one was funny? <laughs> Here comes the airplane. It's like a dad playing with a kid, okay? That's... Here comes the airplane. Yeah, yeah. He's got young kids with Ciara. I mean, that's cool. I think he's back. I think this was actually okay. The bar was so low after the hostage video <laughs> one that he's like, "This is dangerous." And they, they, whoever edited it actually did kind of a funny job. And he's eating. He's like the left hand. I I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. Am I totally bizarre? When, Anyone with me? Okay. When he goes up an octave, when he did the it's spicy, and now this week with uh. Here comes the airplane. His voice gets so creepy when it goes high like that. That's what I was like, is this like a some kind of Halloween tie-in? Is he trying to creep everybody out? I, I don't I think he's having fun here. <laughs> I think this one is fun. The last one. This is okay. Will you give me improvement on the ads? Uh slight. I mean, you're right. The first one was epically bad. Yes, um, I they got I think they're gonna Double Subway's getting more free hype out of this. The Danger Witch, which sounds disgusting, by the way, but I don't even know what's in it. I don't, uh, I don't, don't want to, like, I don't want to a eat a dangerous sandwich, but maybe they're talking about, and I, I'm not a big spicy guy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think this one, and he goes, uh, all right, what is the line here? This is, all right, this is a little funny. It's in the video, and he has one of them, and he goes, this is so dangerous, and it's eating through the wrapper, and they put a, an extra one and say, dangerous content, please do not show at home. It's a little funny. No, I, I, I mean, it's you're, dad you're reaching humor. here. It's totally dad humor. You're he's reaching. basically a dad joke quarterback. <laughs> Listen, That's what he's gotten to. There have been other chains. I'm not going to name them, but fast casual, if you will, that have had really tough things happen. Like, I'm, I'm not going to name who it was, but does everyone remember the one chain that was giving people dysentery for a while and some really bad things go on? I don't want to feel like it's dangerous for me to eat this sandwich. I don't want to take my life into my own hands just because I'm eating a sandwich. Well, you're not it a makes risk me think of like E. coli or something. You're not a risk taker like <laughs> Russ Wilson. You're not going to, you know, eat it with your left hand or cut through the wrapper. Yeah, I'm not going to eat the wrapper. Uh, okay, Be so that was though. Russ <laughs> with this new commercial. Here comes the airplane. Here, here comes the airplane. 
Oh gosh, uh, this was also. Is it possible also to he's, he's so weird now that there's nothing he can do to make him weirder? So he might as well just keep being weird. What does Russ have to lose? No, he's got nothing to lose. I mean, the team's two and four. They seem like they're even worse than that. Um, it's been a disaster since he's gotten to Denver, and yeah, now okay. The latest was maybe Russ is struggling because he's hurt. You know, we had heard about like a torn lat maybe, or he was having a lat issue, and then maybe a hamstring. But it seems like now he's healing. I'm uh, feeling better. Feeling better every day. Uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but uh, <laughs> well, getting better. I mean, as someone who laughs at their own jokes, even I think that was pretty bad. It was like, hold for laughs. Hee <laughs> hee. And then that's all we got. Yeah, but I think you're too hard on Russell. Maybe I'm being too hard on the guy. Yeah, I mean... It- you clearly not the world's biggest fan of his uh, actually, of his persona. Uh, I just I, I don't get it. You know, maybe I I'm just not in on the joke, and I don't think he is either. Like I I just I'm not buying that. I, I'm not buying any of it. Um, and it's been it's been pretty rough. Whether it's all been his fault or not, the expectations are really high, and so far it's looked like just a complete mess. I'm not reveling in it, but I'm just pointing out the obvious. And then when you put out these kind of ads when things are not going going well, you just make yourself more of a target for fodder. And we're doing it in a you know hopefully a, a non threatening way. Okay, so here is the big question off the Wolverine bloodline. Yeah. So. I'm a Marvel fan. Mike Sampter is a huge Marvel fan. Yep. You have never seen a Marvel movie. You've no. probably never seen the X-Men movie. Uh, no. So you did not realize that was likely a reference to Wolverine, the character. I got it after you after you said it. I was like, oh, yeah. Because I remember right. the X-Men cartoon when I was a kid. I have to tell you, I do not, I'm not sure he was talking about Wolverine, the character. Sampter, you know Wolverine better than anyone. Are, you, are we sure that Russ was not referring to an actual Wolverine? So I did a little research on this because I didn't think of Wolverine, the character, either. I thought it was just like the animal. And I looked, maybe they named the character Wolverine after the idea that Wolverine's the animal heal quickly. Which there is Russ no would have seen evidence on... of that. There is no evidence of that? At least nothing that I'm seeing, obviously. So I don't know if Wolverines are known to heal. I think he's referring to, like, Hugh he's Jackman's character. He's definitely referring to the character. See, Even no, I know that. I'm not 100% sure because I cannot picture Russ Wilson being an X-Men fan. Wait, hold on, hold on. You think there's an animal in the <laughs> wild that somehow heals faster than all other mammals? I mean, there is an animal called a Wolverine. Yes, right. right. And so, like, usually when you refer to Wolverine, the character, like, there's, like, a the Wolverine or... The way he said it is like, it's oh, Wolverine. Now you guys saying I'm being hard on him. Jeez, like he, he doesn't say he's not saying I have Wolverine's blood. Yeah, like, Wolver- all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolverine blood does not necessarily spell because I don't even know. I can't even remember why does Hugh Jackman regenerate so fast? It's not his blood, is it? Or maybe it is. No, he's an it's just, yeah, he's a mutant. He, oh, it's, so it's, not, it's not even his blood that makes yeah. you're right, 100. Yeah. percent And then the adamantium metal in his body yeah. is what gives him like super strength. Everyone also. knows that. If Russ was referring to Wolverine, the movie character, he didn't really do it the right way. <laughs> That's why we're saying... He's like, playing worse. jazz, man. He's riffing. We don't even know like how serious these injuries actually now, are. I think there's a 90% chance he's referring to some National Geographic specialty saw the Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think this was a Hugh Jackman. Well, I don't know. We'll have to ask. I wish we, we should fly out to the game in Denver. Just say, to get in the post Excuse me, Russ, scroll. when you refer to Wolverine blood, were you specifically referring to the X-Men Wolverine, <laughs> or were you talking about but the animal wolverine, or were you just riffing? Dude? Listen, I, I would love to hear what the response is going to be if they lose to the Jets this week. And by the way, I know 
I am not a biology major, but I guarantee that there are animals out there that heal very fast. And they're probably known, you know, they probably evolved to be fast healers. And that's probably a thing. But you think like a wolverine is a mammal, right? It looks kind of like a bear. If you kind of low to the ground bear, if there's a mammal out there, you think that heals faster than other mammals? Probably. I don't know. Does that sound out of... Kind of, that doesn't I sound mean, right to me. there's humans that that heal faster than other humans. No, but like I'm saying Adrian like, Peterson heals very <laughs> yes, quickly. Right. His ACL. <laughs> but you know, it's like when like a lizard loses its tail and then regenerates. Yeah, like, like they we heal. all know that, right? We don't all know that a wolverine, the mammal, would heal faster than yeah. than a bear, like a regular bear. I have. This is seriously. He's definitely talking about the character. I can't believe I'm the one who has to say that to you guys, and I've never even seen any X Men movies. Yeah, see, the thing is, though, your knowledge of what actually Wolver- like how you talk about Wolverine is so limited. It's very limited. That uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that you really know. Do what I have he's to saying. like disqualify myself from this conversation? To say I have Wolverine blood, does that, yeah? Is he talking about? First, it just doesn't sound like how you would talk about the character Wolverine. Meanwhile, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, was asked about whose decision is it going to be if Russ does play. How, how do you make the decision? Who makes the decision on Russ, whether he plays or not? That would be me. You know, I don't know if I would do that if I were him. You know, right now, Nathaniel Hackett is real. He's a really easy target. You know, things have not gone great since he took over. It's looking like he is in danger of being a one-and-done head coach for the Broncos. I think I'm being vague about whose decision it was. Because if something goes wrong, this is just me trying to CYA. I don't know if I want them everyone to be able to trace it right back to me. You know, hey, it's a group decision. It's collaboration, you know? Wait, uh, you can't say my quarterback's deciding whether he's going to play or not. You can't possibly say that. I see there's a little Russ Wilson <laughs> graphic behind us. Um, <laughs> he's like creeping in on us. This is really like Halloween. Wait, uh, wait oh my I can tell you one thing. I can't tell you whether Russ will start with Wolverine, but I will guarantee you one thing, by the way. Nathaniel Hackett is not deciding if Russell Wilson is going to play. Russell Wilson is deciding if Russell Wilson is going to play, but every coach has to say it's my decision. <laughs> oh, bye, Russ. There he goes on TV. If you're watching, Russell Wilson is coming in. Uh, does Russ, Does Nathaniel Hackett, let's listen to it again. Do you think this is a confident that, yes, I am the one deciding, or you think he was wavering? How, how do you make the decision? Who makes the decision on Russ, whether he plays or not? That would be me. That sounded confident. Yeah, but, I mean, of course, what kind of co- coach would say, you know what? It's not really up in my hands. If the player wants to play, he's going to play. It's, Russ, it's Russ's call at the end of the day. That would make you can't say that. Can no, you? you can be like, listen, it's a collaboration. We got but, a lot of people, the team doctors, Russ, myself, we'll all sit down. We'll all talk it out. I don't want that on me. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I'm getting slings and arrows from every corner. Yeah, I think I think you got to project like you're in charge if you're the coach. Yeah. Even if you are struggling, you definitely want to say it to. And but but we know enough about the situation to know he's definitely not making the decision, right? That's a hundred percent Russ's call. <laughs> right. So you want him to project leadership but you yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. lying. <laughs> well I would say he wouldn't point out was gonna if it was actually him who was making the decision, he wouldn't have had to say that so confidently. There's no chance he's decided. He doesn't decide <laughs> anything about this team right now. Uh, I think he decides whether or not his kicker goes out for a sixty four yarder. That's him, right? Definitely should have uh, gone for it. Definitely should have. Technically no. He has given up that decision. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not him either. Yeah, so what is Nate Hackett actually doing out there? Well, he's the play caller, which is the real oh, issue. yeah. But his first 15 was a thing of beauty on on Monday night. I know. What, the, what night was that? It was Monday. Monday night, yeah. No, it was last Thursday. No, it was Monday. Sorry. I'm getting my days confused. It was really The first it was 15 gorgeous. were good. What happened to the next 30? That would <laughs> well, be me. What I Honestly, I have a couple theories. Yes, Russ was bad, but their defense... 
It was a, a nine-minute drive and a nine-minute drive, and Russ and the rest of the offense just completely lost it. Yes. They had no. They didn't get on the field again until the second half, and that was too late. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, well, the creepy Russell Wilson, just like creeping up into our Maggie and Perloff sign here behind us, got me thinking about this scary story that I heard. Do you guys want to hear it? It's a, it's a true story. Seems kind of good for Halloween, actually. Sure. Okay, so I was reading about this in the New York Post. I never heard a story like this before that feels like it's feels like it's true. So there is a five-year-old boy who lives in Ohio, five years old, who claims that he is the reincarnation of a woman who was killed in a fire in 1993. Now... This is a little kid. His name is Luke Ruhlman. I might not be pronouncing that wrong. If I'm sorry if I am. But since he was two years old, he was insisting and kept talking about a woman named Pam. Okay? This is the boy's mother said that from a young age, he would talk about Pam, Pam, but no one in the family went by that name. They didn't know, any, know anybody named Pam. One day, they finally asked Luke, who's Pam? And he turned to them and said, I am, I used to be, but I died and I went to heaven and I saw God and eventually God pushed me back down and I was a baby and you named me Luke. This is a kid who's five years old. Now you would think, all right, maybe this kid's got a wild imagination. Maybe he's just saying something. No, it goes on. So he has all these details about, I used to have black hair and I used to have earrings that look like this. And he has all these crazy details about how he took a train to Chicago. Meanwhile, the family lives in Cincinnati. They had never even been to Chicago. This kid's only five. So they started to look into it. They found a woman whose name was Pam Robinson. She was one of 19 people who tragically died in a fire at Chicago's Paxton Hotel in 1993. So the family reached out to a paranormal investigations TV show called The Ghost Inside My Child, which I know I just lost a lot of credibility there. I've never heard of that show before, but just wait. While they filmed the show, the child was shown a full page of pictures of different African-American women in their 30s, one of whom was the woman Pam Robinson who had passed away. The child was asked to point to Pam and had no hesitation before he pointed to the right woman. They contacted Pam's family. They didn't want anything to do with this. Um, obviously, respect their privacy. But is that not spooky? No. <laughs> you don't believe any word of that. You had me until the TV show. I know. <laughs> I was gonna not. I was gonna leave that part out. But I'm like, I have to be honest about this and tell you guys they were connected to a paranormal investigation TV show called The Ghost Inside My Child. Yeah. I tell you, uh, let's let's get a consensus. I'm not buying it. Are you buying it? I don't usually buy stories like this, but this one, I don't know. Somehow I was like, oh my goodness. It felt like if the kid, first of all, I wouldn't want to think that parents would put their kid up to this, <laughs> right? Because the kind of parents would be, would agree to appear on the ghost inside my child. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to think that parents would put their kid up to something like this. First of all, because you can't use your kid as some kind of prop to get yourself five, 15 minutes of fame. But secondly, this is a real person who passed away to bring their family into it and drag them through something emotional. You'd have to be a sociopath to do something like that for 15 minutes of fame. Wouldn't you? 
<laughs> what country can do I, you live in, Maggie? Can yeah, I it's called America. In our society, a little a shred that you wouldn't want to dig up this awful thing that happened to these people's family member in 1993 for some stunt. Oh my! Are you kidding me? People have done so much more to get on these shows and do things. I don't. I so that would mean that you believe in reincarnation. I I'm not sure if I do, but I feel like this kind of points to. Like the details in here are crazy. The kid's five years old and he lives in Cincinnati and he has these details about this woman. I mean, can a five-year-old use Google? Mm. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> Actually, maybe. I, I mean, maybe. That was not my first thought. But do you that think child's going to Google oh, some woman who... No, but it's possible that the kid's like clicking along on something and sees some video and like... It's just in his head, and he just sees his video, and he's five. It's subconscious. Now Nobody he had been talking about this woman since he was, like, three years old. Now, yeah, so maybe he was three, and he watched some video accidentally, or someone was watching some TV show, True Crimes, and he was watching it when he was three, and he doesn't remember watching it, but now it's in his subconscious, and now he just remembers it. That seems more likely than the fact that some show that is aptly named The Ghost Inside My Child or whatever, The Spirit Inside <laughs> My Child. I don't know what's scary, the fact that they have that show or that that happens often enough. That there's to a have show a about, show, yeah, right, to yeah. necessitate a show. You're yeah, right. That's scary. So, but, I, okay, up until I said the TV show thing, were you with me up until then? You know, something I I tend to believe supernatural stories and get really scared. There was something about this that immediately sounded a bridge too far. That he'd been like, it, it's very very far. Usually, it's like, extreme. Yeah, like yeah, like I need something like a little more. Like somebody was in an attic and they felt a draft. Like something. Like this just seems <laughs> this a little. This kid picked her picture out of a, a all these different women. Yeah, yeah, but that's post you mentioned the show. It just feels like too much. I don't know. It it didn't really scare me. But did it scare you? I mean, like, did you feel the hair on I, your arm? I raised? had the hair on my arm stood up. Here's no? the question: When the did room? the lady pass away? 1993. And he was born like, five years ago. So. What was he, you know, what was his spirit, her spirit doing for the past 20 years, 30 years? I don't know. Just floating around looking for this little baby, for this little kid? I have no idea. Maybe she's been in multiple bodies. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to be like respectful of the fact that this is actually someone who passed away, but I thought this was a really spooky story and it freaks you out when you see that it's a little kid. This little blonde haired kid is saying I had earrings like that with some woman who was in her 30s. That's crazy. So this whole. are you with me? No. You had me until the show. The show kind of ruined it for me. If so, I had not mentioned the show, I think I would have had you guys all. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I believe it. At least, okay. Until the show, you had us like, oh, okay, maybe something really weird is happening here. But then the show makes it less likely. I don't know. It's just uh, such a strong story. Now, Mike's theory that he was watching a paranormal show when he was two <laughs> years old and forgot yeah, about it. Those are bad parents. Too. No. That, but <laughs> I think it's the parents. I think the, the parents, parents are putting the kid up to it. I think the kids had Pam, like, because it was just messed up a yeah. word. And the parents subconsciously came up with this story. Like, something we, the human mind is cr- capable of all sorts of weird stuff. So I do, I would like to see exactly, say this all did really happen, possible. Right. What if there was a rational explanation? Wouldn't you love to know what that was? I'd love to know what the rational explanation is. Because we again, watch a show. again, because these poor people who are Pam's relatives shouldn't have to be dragged through this again. This is real life for them. To do it as a stunt or a hoax or something is so beyond to me. I can't imagine putting someone through that if you didn't actually think that there was merit to it. Well, that I there I totally disagree with you because you just don't believe the people. No, humans are uh, you know these days for fame anybody will do anything. Now apparently there's a lot of kids who are reincarnated as dead people on the show. Most of them died of violent crimes. Oh, geez. 
I don't want to watch this show, actually. Yeah, this show sounds very, very unpleasant. <laughs> All right. Well, well, actually, okay. Uh, should we put out a poll? Do you believe in ghosts? I mean, most it's of It's reincarnation, though. Reincarnation? Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's what this story is. So I do not believe in reincarnation. I think I kind of do. Yeah. I haven't thought it all the way through, but this story made me think maybe that maybe your spirit goes into someone else. I'd like to think. I'd like to land somewhere. What would you like to come back as? I don't know. Better looking, more athletic. Be nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, What would you like to come back as? Uh, As a human, I hope, or... I think I'd come back as a human. Yeah. You and I have talked about, I don't think I could handle it if I wasn't the highest up on the food chain. I would be stressed all the time. You know it's pretty high on the food chain? It might be cool. Mm. A Wolverine. <laughs> Not the Wolverine, but a Wolverine. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but I... <laughs> come back as Russell Wilson. 855-212-4CBS. 855- Here comes the airplane. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. <laughs> What's what's creepier, that or the story I just told you? Uh, okay, coming up next, what is Aaron Rodgers up to today? We will tell you. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff right after this. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with a free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. I think Maggie freaked out everybody in the last segment <laughs> by sorry. talking about these paranormal events. Listen, I, a five-year-old boy is reincarnated into a woman's reincarnated, excuse me, into the body of a five-year-old yeah. boy, maybe, and you didn't want me to bring that up today? You had us all until you said the TV series, The Ghost Inside My Child, and then you really had us all. You were like, would parents out there manipulate their kids to get 15 minutes of fame? What do you think this country does now? <laughs> Every parent out there. Everyone's Instagram account is you're out not, there. Yeah, yeah, like you're not going to put some cute video of uh, your son out there and hope it goes viral? No, that that you would not do. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not freaked out. It's the time of year. And now, interestingly, Maggie tried for the first time in her life mm-hmm. a pumpkin spice latte yeah. from Starbucks. So what's your it's review? Tasty Thursday today. So we did pumpkin spice lattes. Never had one before. Uh, I don't drink flavored coffee or anything but just black coffee. Um, I get it. I get why people like it. You've never, I just shocks me. You've never had a latte. I mean, You've never had a frappuccino. You've never had a macchiato. No, no, no. They're so good. It's like a cake in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't order them. I mean, I'm thinking maybe I, I must have had a cappuccino at some point. You've in my never life. had a caramel macchiato. Have you no. guys had that? Definitely. So good. It's so good. So it's dangerous. So bad for you. <laughs> it's all sugar. Yeah, I, I I know. I mean, I try to stay away from that a little bit. I get sugar everywhere else in my life, with like all the candy that I eat all the time. Are we going to actually start? We're going to basically create a monster here. Every All of a sudden, Maggie's going to walk in with a triple shot <laughs> latte every day. I know, just with all the syrup and I have chocolate in it. Um, no, I don't think they've converted me. I, I get it, though. I see what I see what all the hype's about. It's good, but it's not my thing. Okay. I just need, like... I don't like flavored coffees. I don't even like the hazelnut or the French vanilla beans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. not into any of that. 
No milk or cream, nothing? Just nothing. black coffee. Just black. Wow. No, no milk or sugar. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm the same way, but I do it for health reasons. If I, if it was my desire, I would go and be one of those people at Starbucks, have uh, triple pump, no, <laughs> no foam, oats, skinny milk. I would totally be that guy. It's all so delicious, but once you get past 10 years old, I think your body's metabolism <laughs> yeah, should not be down. drinking that. So I started drinking coffee, actually, the first time when I went to the Olympics. I was working behind the scenes for Westwood One. I was a PA, a production assistant. I was the lowest person on the totem pole, like the lowest person. I was still in college. College. They took me to Athens with Westwood One. I was there for a month. Um, and actually, this is why I need to watch the Redeem team because I was there in Athens when the USA basketball lost to Puerto Rico, lost to Greece, and and got the bronze medal. And it was like, oh, my God, it was, I, you thought that the sky was falling. But that's where I started to drink coffee because we were doing like 15-hour days. Oh, I, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I guess most of us start around college, right? Right. Because so I, I at the commissary there, like wherever we were, you know, in Athens – just like just get the coffee and like get back to the oh yeah get back did, did, to the, the your pod. I'd imagine the Greeks have good coffee too. Oh, another thing, right? <laughs> a Thai iced tea. You guys ever had that? It's like a lot. It's the best thing ever. It's all milk and sugar. It's amazing. Everywhere. Uh, and you, I love you. You said, well, maybe when I was in Paris, I might have had a cappuccino. That was. I know. I didn't mean that. I said that to you off the air. I wasn't going to say <laughs> that on the air. Well, you just needlessly dropped your 2004 Athens experience. It, it had nothing to do with coffee, just to show least, off that you were at that Olympics. It was a sports tie. I was trying to get us back to sport. <laughs> it was loose at best. Okay. All right. Let's uh, get back to sports. Okay. Let's get back to sports. We were talking about, I still need to watch that Redeem Team doc, but you were all excited last oh, night. Oh, yeah. The COVID Footage. The Kobe footage is unbelievable. You'll love it, too, Jerk. You're fascinated with that era of the yeah, NBA. It's really it. fun. Um, okay, so a little NBA that we saw last night. I mean, Zion's the headliner, right? He's back. He looked amazing. Uh, it is like you can start dreaming a little bit considering what the Pelicans yes. did at the end of last year, how good Brandon Ingram is playing, how much of a team this is. Willie Green obviously looks like a great coach. They took the Suns to seven games, and then Zion starts the season just gangbusters. So Zion definitely looked rusty. Uh, you know, you could tell he wasn't – he hasn't played in a long time. Yeah, but he looked he looked good. So, right, but he was – so he was 11 for 22 for 25 points. There's no way a healthy Zion shoots 50% from the field. He's a 70%. He's unbelievable. Uh, Kevin O'Connor of the Ring, who's a great basketball writer, you know, KOC, yep. he wrote this morning, I legitimately believe the Pelicans could be a finals team this year. And wow. I thought that was a strong statement. But you look at the pieces, CJ, you, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion. Is it possible? That feels crazy to me. Uh, the West is What's really crazier, t- saying that a team could be a finals team after one yeah. game or writing a team off after one yeah. game? Yeah, <laughs> well, that I get. That's natural. Yeah. But uh, the Pelicans are such a young team, but there's so much out there. There's so much good feeling there. I I watched that game last night. And I said the Nets might as well just pack their bags. Kevin Durant should ask for a trade tomorrow. I mean that team. He is a one man gang, and people are just gonna say forget it. We're just gonna put all four guys on you, one on Kyrie, and that's it. Well, Kyrie so, had what twenty five points last night, right? Uh, he had fifteen points 15. last night. Uh, and but they were all in garbage time. They were down by thirty when yeah. he started scoring. But these other guys, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons, who's just terrible. Uh, I, you go down these. I didn't even know Patty Mills is a decent player, but they are putting out a G League team around Kevin Durant. I don't know what happened to this franchise. Do you really think that Durant's going to ask for another trade in the season? I I think he could. I think he could. If they if say they're losing, I don't know. I don't know about the Harden did, and I don't think Durant liked that. 
But it really does feel like I understand why Kevin Durant asked for a trade because it really is a thin roster. They went so top heavy. Yeah. They could never build out the rest of it, kind of like LeBron. Okay, but if the team had a trouble trading Durant in the offseason where presumably every team could have had yeah. a shot or would have made an offer, isn't it much harder to trade someone at the deadline so. like him? I mean, then you're only going to have a handful of teams that are going to want to be in on that. And... I don't know. Uh, here was Kyrie Irving yesterday. This is interesting. He sat down for an interview with Shams Charania. Was talking about uh, what happened after KD asked for a trade. Well, when when Kev made that request, I feel like we got better afterwards. Not initially because it felt like the <laughs> the world was coming. <laughs> but now where we are now, I feel like we can honestly say we got better. We know the principles that are needed for success, but uh, without going through some tests in the summertime or during the season. We wouldn't be able to be as close and bonded as we are now. Man, that is like, I. it's hard to buy that, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 that's definitely. something where you want to believe that's true. Maybe they talked it out or hopefully they did. But, man, that feels not to be a cynic, but that feels really hard to buy. Yeah, I mean, I am definitely not a fan of Kyrie right now. But it's not just Kyrie. It's I think this idea that Ben Simmons was a third all-star was very misplaced. He might do well there. He's a good defensive player. Obviously, it was his first game back. He scored four points. Know, They're said, both on alley-oop dunks. He said he was too excited. Yeah, I mean, he's not a really skilled offensive player. So it's, I think it's not a great roster. I mean, you're really depending a lot on KD and then a lot on Kyrie as a second option. Don't you need more than two guys now? I know I know you don't need two superstars, but you look at, it feels like there's a lot of really good teams, right? There's like Both conferences have six to ten really good teams, and the Nets just seem kind of ill-conceived or built poorly where they're just too reliant on their two big stars. Yeah, I mean, depth is the name of the game now. Yeah, right? I mean, that's right. what the Warriors showed us last year because, you know, the Celtics basically just ran out of dudes, <laughs> you know? And and obviously, Steph was amazing too. But yeah, the name of the game now is depth. Also, isn't there something about positive energy? And this is probably nothing but likability. And the Pelicans have it all. You know, Brandon Ingram was out there joking around. He was having a great time. CJ... McCollum's awesome, yep. and Zion is really entertaining. The John Moran and the Grizzlies, that's super fun. You know, everyone loves Giannis. He's got a Disney series. I just don't feel like the Nets and the Lakers have that buzz or that fun around them. You just you look at them like, ugh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, it feels like maybe a little bit more of a slog with those two teams, right? Yeah. Like, I it, mean, they might be very good, but it doesn't seem like they're having fun. I don't believe, Kyrie, that they got closer. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit hard to buy. Um, did you guys see this one thing that was going around on social media yesterday, which was, here's the premise. You're given one year to get into the best shape of your life. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Then you get to play the uh, 40 minutes of an NBA game. You get $5 million if you score one point. Could you do it? Okay. I mean, is I, it one point or is it a basket? A, a basket. Not so, not on a free throw. I guess I guess so. I'm not sure that distinction was made. I mean, I could score right now. I don't light that up. <laughs> no one's going to cover me. I'll just be standing it, there from 20 feet, and you know, I've got to hit one. It's crazier even in the studio today because I would have thought the Nets would have called you in immediately. You well, know? Joe Harris was in uniform last night, but I don't see him in the box score. <laughs> Joe Harris out, Pearl off in. Yeah, same, is, same. Yeah, Joe yeah, Harris. He won a three-point competition. In. I'm sure that's the same as Andrew Perloff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Harris, he lives in Brooklyn. We're basically the same guy. Um, yeah, I could score. Could you? If I had a whole year, I mean, as I didn't grow up playing basketball either. So, so I'm really you could get a shooting coach. You could learn how to play. Yeah, I think if you asked me, could I have a year and I could like return a serve from 
like Serena, I think I could do that because well, I grew just up get, playing tennis. How many serves you get? The a hundred serves. Say like, well, hundred yeah, serves. I don't. I, I I think I could get one back over the net. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You could just if I had a time. year to really get better. I think you could do it now. I could not do it now. I'm well, telling you, I couldn't do you're it. You're gonna now. get some second serves from her. She's not going to hit 100 first serve. <laughs> Do you realize her second serve will bounce and go right over your head? You won't even know what happened Just with the second serve. Just get it back into play. You could totally do that. I'd need a year. But again, I grew up playing tennis, so that would make a little bit of sense to me. The basketball thing, I, I'm out. You really think you can score now? Why Why wouldn't I be able to score? Because you're not an NBA player. So what? They're not going to cover me. I'm just going to be standing there wide open. He can dunk from the free throw line. Just take <laughs> yeah. off and one-handed. Yeah. Right yeah, okay. Or curl off. So uh, here, the, the question evolved. Could you hit a fastball? Actually, could you hit an MLB pitcher if you had a year to train? Now that I could not do. No. That's so much harder than hitting a basket on a basketball It court. would take me six months just to just hang in there in the batter's box and not <laughs> bail out with every single pitch when I see yeah. my life flashing before my eyes. Yeah, I mean... I, I, no, I talk about sports. I don't make any... I, I do not mistake that I could do any of this. Yeah, I don't think there's any... No training could help you hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. That's Some of that is God-given, I would imagine. Your eyesight. Yeah, I don't know. And could, hand-eye coordination, could anyone, Ack, what do you think? Could you, uh, could you, you a hit a basket in the NBA? No, they'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would just close out, and that thing would be coming right back in my face. But they're not like, going to Whatever happened to Ackerman, you. it's like, he died. Everybody on goes board. to one side of the court and leaves you alone. You're just going to be standing there. No, no one is no, ever going to cover no you. There's no way. Your guy's going to be there's doubling no Kevin Durant every play. No, there's you also the, have to take into account it would be like, 40,000 people or whatever, you know, in the arena. Maybe not 40,000. 20,000 people in the arena. I'd be the what? equivalent of, of Tony Kukoc in the, against the Dream Team with Pippen and Jordan. <laughs> They they would just make they would make life miserable for you. I scored against the Globetrotters in front of twelve thousand people once. Good for you. I mean, I'm telling you, the twelve thousand Washington people, that's a, General. Yeah, I was. Well, it oh, actually, it was boom. called the USA All Stars because oh, the Washington okay. Generals, like somebody had the uniforms. Oh, okay. But then I got robbed. <laughs> Bootleg Washington. I got robbed. <laughs> I was about to score <laughs> my third point, but they hand me a damn helium ball at the foul line, and the thing goes straight <laughs> into the air. How dare they? But They're I got high jinx. So my first, I took a three in front of ten thousand people. Complete, a shot that I could hit in my sleep. It was a, a college three and airballed it. So <laughs> like the second shot. Yeah, did you shimmy before? The second <laughs> shot. Brick? Once you relax, it's just, you can hit, you could do this, Meg. I'm telling you, it's not that hard to hit a 12-foot jump shot. I cannot With do a guy it. who's 6'7 standing in front of me. That, they're I'm, not going to be standing in front of you. Why would the 6'7 guy because be guarding anybody? they're trying to prevent you from winning the $5 million. There's Listen, a five well, million dollar yeah, reward exactly. here if you can get a bucket. They have every reason not to. Well, no, no, no. First of all, they're not paying the five million, so they don't care. No, they're trying to win the game. They're not trying to stop you from getting five million. So first of all, if Muggsy Bogues can do it, I can do it. But the second, not I, true. I can score one bucket. But here's the here's no, the, you couldn't. Here's the flaw. <laughs> here's the flaw in the whole tweet. It says if you played a forty minute game, if I'm playing all forty minutes of a game, my You're team dead. is down by sixty. And I'm going to get a bad shot at some point in the end of the fourth quarter when they, they literally have, like, the, the, the ball boys playing for them. You would be crawling up and down the court. The speed at which an NBA— If I had a year and a million dollars to train, exactly. I probably could make it 40 minutes. I a year and a million so. dollars to train, I can make it 40 minutes. They're not going to cover you. They don't cover Ben Simmons, and he's an NBA <laughs> player. Why are they going to cover you? They're going to leave you wide open. You're going to get 10 shots at this. All you have to do is hit a wide it's open shot. Pride. I have to. I have no. to go to a flashback. I remember you going up against Matt Stainbrook, and I scored. Yeah, but I, that, that was Matt Stainbrook who was sick that day. He was six <laughs> eleven. I know, but just think, just the the guy. He he's not even an NBA player, and was sick that day, and you got one off him. But that was it. Was not easy. 
No, just, that, just, that was Matt Stainbrook. That's a name from the past. The Stain so, Train. So here's the, <laughs> the yeah, but he was covering me. And he was specifically there trying to shut me down. That is not what's going to happen here. Nobody's covering you. They're not putting Bruce Bowen on Samter. They're leaving oh. him alone. <laughs> You'll get Patrick Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly's probably starting to fight. I, I, <laughs> yes. think, I think it could be done. I don't think any of us can hit a fastball. No. I, I don't think any of us could get a point off Serena. But I think we could all score a basket. I'm Hockey just going to say goal? That. Hockey goal, easy. I'd have to learn how to skate first. Hockey is totally It's a random. long, oh, no, long road. No way. I'd be afraid I'd leave with no teeth. <laughs> hockey goal, just stand in front. Yeah, actually, you know what? Hockey, they would destroy you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would declean you. Yeah. No way. Uh, base, But I think baseball is, I think as a group, we would really struggle in baseball. <laughs> you think? Well, hold on. I will say this. Uh, in high school, I did was the starting oh, yeah, right fielder yeah. for my baseball team. I could hit 80. Okay. I mean, not consistently, but I could hit an 80-mile-an-hour fastball. So I feel like if I had a year and a million dollars, could I hit a 96-mile? All right. Here's Probably the plan. not, but I, I could get close. Here's the I've plan. hit 80 before, for sure. As a group, I've hit singles at 80. Samter's going to hit the baseball. Maggie's going to return Serena's serve. I'm going to hit the three-pointer against the Thunder. And Stu is a skating god. Oh, Stu's yeah. going to play hockey. Now, good act luck. that leaves you I'll with... be doing play-by-play for all of this and getting a good laugh. <laughs> There's a new pickleball league. Maybe we could get involved in that. Stakes slightly, slightly lower. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I don't know. What do we do for Ackerman? Figure skating? What Olympic we, trials. Do the, uh, uh, can you the sprint against up? Usain Bolt? What, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, and, and it'd be like the uh, the freeze in Atlanta. Yeah. Usain Bolt would oh, give yeah, me yeah. like he, he'd give me what, what like we were on a hundred yard dash. He'd give me ninety yards. <laughs> Head start, and still lose. <laughs> uh, okay, coming up next, we've got the one thing you have to watch tonight, Thursday night football. Perloff and I have it. Don't move. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich Ackerman, Maggie and Perloff. Man, I hate when we get these I told you so moments because I don't feel good about them at all. Well, except when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys, they're going to make the playoffs bet. But this one I'm taking no pleasure in whatsoever, Perloff. And I don't know if you can draw a direct line, but, I mean, it looks a little a little fishy. So, Mac Hollins from the Raiders was in New York last week during the Raiders' bye. And there was one really unique thing about Mac Hollins, and that was he wasn't wearing any shoes. Do you realize we're scared for you, Mac? You can't walk around New York City barefoot on purpose. This is not good. This is how we were born. We are born no shoes on. Right, but, but there's broken glass, and there's needles, uh, and there's Cigarette butts. And- yeah, but if I look at life like that, I'd never get in a car because people crash. I'd never get anything done. So I'd rather work the muscles in my feet that never get worked. We hope you know the type of risk you're taking on uh. here. Lo and behold... Ranger Raiders injury report come out limited in practice Wednesday, limited in practice Thursday. The reason Pearl off a heel issue. Oh boy. Guy can't be walking around New York without shoes on and think you're going to suffer no consequences whatsoever. <laughs> so do we know when he hurt his heel? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> the idea that this would actually come from stepping on something in New York, well, I wouldn't rule it out because the city is great, but the city is gross. Uh, now he ends up with a heel injury. Or maybe just walking around on the sidewalks yeah, yeah, maybe and the, stuff. Well, he said he wanted to work different muscles. Maybe he was trying to work a muscle... That didn't want to be worked, and that's how he was. <laughs> or maybe it's set up. He probably got hurt in practice or something. But maybe he set himself up by walking around barefoot. There you go. Man, got to get some shoes on that guy. 
it was a little strange that he wasn't wearing any shoes. To now see him on the injury report with a heel issue is almost, yeah. it's almost like too, it, how could I not draw a line there? I am going to be honest, though. I have been walking around the streets barefoot for yeah. the past like week since sure. I watched the interview. Yeah. I mean, it is liberating. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it feels like something out of a movie. <laughs> um, What does a, a heel injury even mean, by the way? Those can be devastating. But do we know, does that mean it's sore, it's pulled? Like, what does that even I have no idea. That's one of those many injuries. Foot injuries? Mystery to me. I know, but aren't you going to like the, four, yeah, the preeminent ask, foot doctor going, in America? So he, he spent about a half hour the other day in our appointment, not working on my ankle, but telling me the difference between a Jones fracture and a Liss Frank fracture. Yeah, that's probably this. No, they, so those are on the front. They're the top. That's where Derek Henry has the problem. The top of your foot. Oh, okay. The heel, that must mean your Achilles. That would, that would be terrible. I I hope it's not his Achilles. No, I, the heel is like the little back bunion part of your foot underneath the Achilles. Really, my question was: is bunion. it is it like a bruise? Is it like a bruise? Like he hits something really hard and it hurts, or did he pull a muscle? Like you know what the most confusing one for me is turf toe. You would think, oh, I stubbed my toe. I have turf toe. No, 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 no. It's way more painful. It's than a that. ligament underneath your toe, right? Yeah, that no, that ends guys' careers. So I'm gonna, I'll do a full report. I'm seeing my my ankle doctor, Doctor Rock Positano, I'm gonna preeminent be foot doctor, and find out what a heel injury is. I'm gonna be honest. You always come back from this guy with like a lot of gossip. Well, I mean, we can't say it on the so, air, but like he's 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 talking. No, I mean he doesn't talk about current guys. So he has a book of my dinner with Joe DiMaggio. He's best friends with. Joe DiMaggio, Bob Costas, uh, they have a whole crew of <laughs> legends. Uh, and he invited, you know, he invited me to be part of the crew. And wow, I don't want to, I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay, well, oh man, I shouldn't have said anything. Now the vault's <laughs> going to be closed. Uh, uh, I did ask him, I will tell you one thing. Uh, we're in New York and he does know, he said, Daniel Jones is going to be totally fine. And he said, Daniel Jones is one tough SOB. That's what he said about the Giants yeah. quarterback. Because every week he kind of hurts something, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's missed a lot of time. Yeah. You get to be in the club with this renowned foot doctor, Costas, and who was the other person? Well, well so Joe DiMaggio's He was best friends with Joe DiMaggio. It's a book called My My Dinner with DiMaggio. Okay. Uh it's a whole wild crew. I'll tell you like <laughs> ten like A list famous people. And you now. I'm trying to get in there. Tiki <laughs> Barber is definitely he loves Tiki. Yeah. No, it, I'm sure. Doesn't everybody? Yes, everybody loves Tiki. And but... Tiki, by the way, also knows every doctor. It doesn't matter what body part. <laughs> Tiki's like, oh I have a guy. <laughs> Thank you, Samter. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Marlo. We'll see you guys tomorrow to close out a great week. See you then.